It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds. Kind of like right now. Driving. At your desk. Maybe at the gym. But you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach. And see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Well, no, Chris and Aiden here. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Cricket Unfiltered Live. I'm Menes. It's been a long time since we've recorded. I'm joined by my co-host, Paul Dennett. Paul, welcome. Thanks, Menes. Great to be here. And then returning after a while, it seems like ages, but I don't know when it was, Jaleesa Apps from Channel 10, SEN. I just can't keep track of you. How are you? I'm good. I'm actually in Brisbane for Magic Round, and I am missing the best game of the year of the NRL right as we speak to be with you. Manners, for your information, Magic Round is something in the NRL, which is the National Rugby League. It's a sort of a 13-a-side game of... Um, uh, tackle football. Um, just to no, he's been in. rebranding. He knows. I know. But it's, all, yeah, I know. This. Actually, it's all I'm, fake. <laughs> I'm so shocked you wanted to do it at this time with such an important <laughs> game on Dennis. Yeah, I, look, it was really hard for me to um, make this decision, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit this one out. Yeah, um, but I mean, great to catch up. We we, we have been con- conversing, but not about cricket. Um, Jaleesa Apps hates Elon Musk, which I didn't know. Um, so, yeah, I do. Um, I think Oz Cricket Pod it. could be could be ch- chucked off Twitter any minute. Um, but yeah, I'm already um, off it. You're you're off Twitter, are you? I've been off Twitter for about two months now. Ah, Is your life immeasurably you better? I thought you just Before blocked it? me. <laughs> no, I would never block you. I had to I block the whole world, so I just thought it was easier to go off Twitter. But then Elon Musk um, decided to buy it, and I thought. Wow, I've never made a better decision in my life. And quite frankly, he won't even buy it. It's just another intention seeking thing, probably. 
Yeah, those, those were the tone of our messages. You're like, Jaleesa is not a fan. I'm, I, I don't care about Elon Musk either way. Oh, I just um, but, think he's a little bit tragic. He's just always just seems to be doing a lot of things for attention. I'm like, you know what? With all that money, couldn't you just, I don't know, save some people? Or mm. I'm just not. What about going? Would you like to? What about going into space? Why? <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why? Can we maybe fix the planet we're on? Maybe I don't we'll have mind to leave. some of the stuff he does. I just find him a little bit like some of the tweets are a little attention-seeking and I'm just not I'm not into it. All right, let's get to the main fair. Yeah, how I don't know if that... anyone tuned in for Elon Musk slamming. How good is Ange Postacoglu? I've just been in love with the great man. Um, I've, you know, just I've, I've watched all his press conferences, uh, his deep gravelly voice and Oh yeah, you know to be fair, we 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 really play well tonight, and the whole of Scotland loves him. Um, it's just fantastic. I have become a Celtic fan overnight. Uh, it's it's wonderful. Um, Australia having great success over there. I've uh, I've been on for the ride. It's been magnificent. All right, let's get on the mm. drinking. Uh, did, 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 um, just speaking of Australians doing great things on the world stage, Greg Norman um, doing excellent stuff. So <laughs> thumbs up to him. <laughs> In not not that I'm defending Greg Norman, but we seem to be getting very angry about Greg Norman, and we're not so angry about the FIFA World Cup where six thousand five hundred mm. migrants have already died building it. Yeah, I agree. Both a disgrace. Norman's an idiot, and the World Cup should never have been in Qatar. It's an absolute disgrace. Yeah, so this is the debut of our new current affairs program. Rebranding. <laughs> this is just uh, ranting with the three of us. Why don't we okay. just rant about all the people we don't like? All right, let's yeah. start so, with the So because Jaleesa is not on Twitter, she doesn't know, but I put out a tweet saying this is going to be the last show for a while because, um, yeah, I just thought it was time to take a break. I'm a bit worn out and I've got a few other things going on. And then, um, yeah, we'll just take a break for now. I've got a holiday in July for a couple of weeks. And then we come back fresh, ready to because I see the schedule that Cricket Australia put out, and we're going to need to be battle hardened. Like we're going to need to take some annual leave, like the cricketers do, um, and, and just freshen up for the road yep. ahead. The problem, is, the the problem is though, we do criticise cricketers when they sit out the less important parts of cricket, don't we? Mm. And then when they <laughs> come back for the big events, and we're kind of doing the same thing. But to be fair to Menas, he started this podcast in the middle of 2013. It's now nine years later, and I think aside from the odd three-week break, break here or there, he's pretty much done it every week for nine years. So I think he's, he's got a pretty he's got the runs on the board. Yes. No, break. I'm not having a go at Menas. I'm having a I go know. at the I'm having a go at the fact that we have a go at people. But, um, no, Menas, you do, you're, you're very deserving of a break. You do dedicate a lot of your time to this. Yeah, I just need I just need a mental freshen up. Good for you, you do um, you. And and it's a good time. Like, there's not a lot of cricket going on, and, and then you know I, I want to be fully ready for the big tours. A bit like Pat Cummins has pulled out of the IPL. You um, are that's our sort Pat of how Cummins I see. That's podcast. how I see myself exactly. Absolutely, yeah. and you want to be ready for the um, New Zealand and Zimbabwe tour of Australia in August. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when, that's when we'll be returning. Just after that. <laughs> Um, well, look, we we get we've, it's the old show, so let's get into it. We've got lots of cricket headlines, then we've got a lot of listener questions, then we're going to wrap it up with "Can't Let It Go." I've got two, so Jaleesa, you can steal one if you want. Thanks. Um, just wink and nod when we get to that segment. Um, 
<laughs> but let's start with the the headlines. Um, since our last recording, the Sri Lankan tour squad has been announced. Paul, do you want to take us through it? I know you've you've done some great notes here about them. Well, obviously the standout is that once again, Glenn Maxwell has been left out, and yet once again they keep on not cutting him out forever. And so it's like, as I've written in there, it's the hope that kills you. I want to just find out one way or another. Will Glenn Maxwell ever play Test cricket for Australia again? If they say he never will, at least I can stop hoping. But he's been not in the squad, but I think they've actually done it pretty well. It's fortuitous that they've got the white ball games before the Test series. So that gives us a chance to get acclimatised. So hopefully we don't get rolled like we did in in 2016. And they've got an extended um, Australia A squad over there as well, which is going to play two three-day warm-up games at the same time as the one-day internationals are on. And McDonald basically said that the door's not closed, that they're, gonna, they're going to kind of view it as a massive squad. So if Maxwell happened to light up the uh, the white ball games or if they picked him to play in the Australia A games and he did really well, I suppose there'd be a chance. Um, I do hope that in those two um, three-day tour games before or the four-day tour games before the test, that they let some of our um, dual test and one-day players play in those, like Smith and Labashane. I think are going to be far better off playing some red ball four-day cricket ahead of the test series rather than playing in some sort of meaningless um, white ball matches. But the Australian test squad, I think it's um, it's the right thing that they have um, axed poor old Marcus Harris. I see he's been going pretty well in county cricket, but he realistically wasn't going to get a go. The other big takeaway for me is that I hope that Ashton Agar is the first choice, um, given that they're going to play at least two spinners and, and Lyon is going to be one of them. I hope that Agar is picked ahead of Swepson. I think that um, the left arm orthodox in Sri Lankan conditions is going to be a better bet than Swepson's leg spin. Um, uh, I think he was a little bit disappointing in in the, the, the series against Pakistan. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that um, Swepson probably has been a little underwhelming um, for a couple of for a little while now. So um, yeah, I, I agree with. Agar, there does seem to be some um, security concerns around this tour, I was reading. Yeah, there was some news um, towards the end of the week that um, there was a warning issued to Australian travellers uh, about going to Sri Lanka. <laughs> so uh, I, I guess the, the, the naysayers out there, and look, I'm not one to do that, um, uh, but, you know, Cricket Australia can pull out a tours, and, and this if, if this worst situation were to get any worse, maybe it's not even going to go ahead, which would be a crying shame. Mm. So um, so for the tour, Australia play three T20 internationals, five one-day internationals and two test matches. Both the test matches are in Gaul. Um, Australia will play two – Australia A will play two one-day games and um, two four-day matches while Australia's playing. So there's a, a lot of players over there. Um, Adam Zampa will miss the tour because he's having his first child and Pat Cummins will sit out the T20 matches, a bit like me, uh, Winks just having a bit of a rest. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, one thing that stood out to me is Josh Inglis is in all the squads. Um, so mm. the selectors are like what they've seen so far. They're really backing him. And I think Alex Carey did great things on the tour of Pakistan. But Inglis is... English is, I think, putting up a challenge is playing, especially in the white ball fam- uh, format, as a batter if he doesn't even have the gloves. Um, Kane Richardson comes back. Um, they were the sort of the main things that jumped out to me. Aaron Finch has held on to his spot, the struggling Australian captain. Um, 
And and just to note, the Australia A squad that has been taken over, uh, Bailey said it's a red ball squad, even though they're playing two one-day matches. Uh, the focus is on red ball cricket. So players like Nick Maddinson and Matt Coonham and the spinner are in there, Tanvi Sanger, and that's with an eye to um, the tours to in, uh, the test tour to India the year after. Yeah, so, yeah as I said, good. I I reckon, I reckon they've got it pretty right. Um, that they've I love the fact they're going to have a big squad over there, and the more practice they get in subcontinental conditions, the better. It's going to be really interesting. I remember, do you remember this ball, guys? Um, in the twenty sixteen series. Smith had gone along okay and was looking like he's going to get a few. And unless my memory deceives me, Rangana Harath bowled one a little bit uh, short of a length on off stump. And Smith's Australian instincts took over. He went back, sort of exposed his stumps a little bit. And Australia would have cracked it for four. In Sri Lanka, it hurried on and hit his off stump. That's the sort of thing I don't want to see this time around. That I think they're um, professional enough, they've played around the world enough that they shouldn't be making those sorts of mistakes um, <laughs> here criticizing Steve Smith's technique. But um, I, I, I'm really interested in seeing if they can um, hit the ground running on, on that front. Yeah, I guess my concern is the fact that the, the pitches in Pakistan really didn't spin. So I don't think we learned anything r- really about where Australia is against good spin bowling. Um, and I think these pitches in Sri Lanka will turn a lot more. Um, so we'll really be yeah. tested. And do we know the- if we're going to be able to watch this is it going to be broadcast on fox i think so I, yeah i'm sure it will be it's, it'd be really disappointing if they didn't but i think there's never been a test series um in recent memory that hasn't been broadcast there's they tend We've to come in right close though yeah but i think ko's arrival helps that that there's no longer the bandwidth problem that they once had around they've only got a certain number of channels they can put it on as many as they want and i just think um yeah, I, I think even though it's in the middle of the football seasons and everything else, I, I, I'd be um, certain as much as you can be that they're going to brook. So then, if they're not, then I'll be marching on Parliament House. Mm, I just was wondering with um, the way that both the football codes are performing at the moment, which is quite well. Have they I started? I, I didn't realise that. Yeah, so we've hit the cap. We've hit the football cap, I think. <laughs> I think on the show. That's the limit. Uh, we hit the limit on. 12 minutes in. I thought they were starting in late May. Oh, really? Come oh, okay. on. Has anyone got a Panthers storm update for me? Um, you can you can pull your phone out and have keep it out next year. I'm filming on my phone. Oh, okay. But oh, no, that's uh, all right. I, I forgot. Filming. Are we good? Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Um, uh, before we get into, I want to talk about Australia's schedule for the next sort of couple of years because that that's uh, been released. Uh, Melty Melty's put six twelve in the chat. Six twelve is the score. This is going to be great listening back on the podcast live. It's 6-12 to who? I don't know. Who's the home time team? Don't you put the home team first? No, that's, oh, that's okay. soccer. Yeah, um, Football. Um, I, we were going to record, Jaleesa. Did you just correct of- me from saying soccer to football, you moron? I'm saying it for, <laughs> with an Australian audience in mind. If I say football, half the country doesn't know what it's going to be. If I'm in England, I call soccer football. If I'm in Australia for clarity, I call it soccer. Don't you dare correct <laughs> me on that front. I, I, we get corrected on this all the time because now we broadcast A League at uh, Channel Ten. Oh, you can't it. say you can't say <laughs> soccer, but you can say the soccer ruse. Six Panthers, twelve to twelve six. Yes, in the Thank um, you. in the twenty fifth minute. Um, what I as a Sydney side, I apologise like, for all the podcast listeners. I like calling, <laughs> making sure that rugby league is called football. I get a, you know um, 
accidentally on purpose assume that every time they mention football, they're talking about rugby league. Anyway, um, I bagged rugby league and praised it in the same breath. Um, I just wanted to ask Jaleesa something, but we were going to jump on uh, the day after Shane Warne's memorial service because you went down there and covered it. I watched it live, Paul watched it on delay, but you were actually there. First question is, how's the health? Because you'd lost your voice the day after, so you sort of, if you got the dulcet tones back for Channel Ten, and two, what was Warney's memorial like? What was it like, I guess, to be there? Um, well, first of all, uh, yeah, I um, lost my voice for then two weeks. I just haven't been the same since COVID, to be honest. If you can avoid wow. getting COVID, I would highly recommend it because I feel like it's really destroyed my overall health. Uh, anyway, that's slowly getting better. I lost my hair, mm, actually. I lost a lot of hair after COVID. So if anyone's doing that, don't worry. Apparently that's normal. Um, it happened to me too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're funny. Anyway, the um, Warnie's Memorial was really wonderful to be at, to see um, how much he meant to so many different people. There were a lot of Indian uh, cricket fans there and they were very passionate. They even had, a lot of them actually had signs and they said they just really wanted to show his family how much he meant to um, Indian cricket as well as um, cricket in Australia Um, and so talking to them. But there was a lot of... um, families that were there that were just felt for his family and wanted his family to see a big crowd um, was the feedback. The actual service, I don't, I, I thought it was really great. I don't know if it was because I was up high in um, the bro- uh, broadcast area, but I actually found it the sound inside the stadium was not great. And I actually resorted to watching it on my phone um, with my headphones in so that I could actually hear people's speeches. I don't know. It was kind of reverberating a bit. So I found the sound in the stadium was a bit disappointing. But um, in yeah. terms of the whole um, overall memorial, I thought it was really classy the way it was done and very moving. Any little behind-the-scenes experiences? I heard there was, you know, lots of um, cricketers and, you know, everyone had flown in. Yeah, there was uh, definitely, uh, wherever you looked, there was a lot of uh, cricket faces or um, people that had been involved in cricket, uh, not necessarily just players. Um, I saw Gilly as he was walking in taking a few uh, pictures with um, some fans. But, uh, yeah, there was cricketers um, everywhere. And um, it was a really nice goodbye and just such a rock star goodbye. Like imagine having a memorial that has tickets. Like, that mm. is such a life so wonderfully well-lived, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I, it is very moving and very sad. I actually feel like it hasn't still sunk in for a lot of people until we get to the next summer. I feel like that's when it will really hit everyone that um, we're not going to hear um, his words anymore, whether you agreed with them or whether you didn't agree with them. I'm Everyone liked hearing them, whether they like to admit it or not. Yeah, I agree. It's, um, almost, it doesn't. It doesn't seem real still. Yeah, mm, almost, yeah I agree. Every every day, I have to tell myself that Shane Ward is actually not with us anymore. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's devastating. But um, just uh, you can just. I I think the one thing that came out of all the um the stories that were told by here, like the Australian cricketers and NASA and everyone, was um just how authentically he lived his life, and I just really love that it's such a good way to live and be remembered 
Mm. Well, you can never change your phone screen now. Um, Teresa, I know. The, the, with warning I know. In the it's shirt. warning on there forever. <laughs> yeah. Um, all righty. Well, um, let's look. Let's segue from that into Australia's cricket schedule for the next two years. It is absolutely jam-packed with stuff some more exciting than others so we just covered the sri lankan tour then we dive into um three odis versus zimbabwe and new zealand in australia in august and september so i wonder where they would play them Cairns or uh, townsville i wonder what the the venue will be darwin the problem is just that the 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 one day Super League was brought in to try to give one day as some, some meaning and some context, but it's kind of then requiring, you know, Australia hasn't met its commitments, so we have to squeeze these games in. For a start, we might as well play T20s, given there's a T20 World Cup coming up. They might as well at least get some valuable warm-up. No one is going to be looking forward to these games. I mean, um, the, the country will be obsessed with the football codes. It's just... I don't know. And also, I mean, they've completely lost relevance in Australia being behind a paywall. They just have. Yeah. People mm-hmm. don't so, care. It's Cricket Australia ticking a box that they have to tick. I, I don't blame them. Um, I but do. it's just, well, what, what's, what's the solution? If they say no, then they're frozen out of, of everything. Like, I don't know what their solution is. I No, I don't blame them so much for having to play them because you're right, they probably didn't have much choice there. I just blame, I'm just, I'm still so angry at this broadcast agreement that has put them behind a paywall that has just made them totally irrelevant. And that's why they feel box ticking because nobody cares about them anymore. I agree with you 100% on that front. Yeah, definitely on the broadcast. But um, Yeah, it was such a shame and it's just completely killed the white ball cricket. Yep. Um, they need to rectify it in the next pay deal, but I, I doubt that they will. Um, it's just the thing is, I remember um, during Australia's recent tour of New Zealand a few years ago, and when, when people were saying, What's the point of these stupid, pointless? Um, in this instance, it was T20 internationals. And the New Zealanders said, The Australia New Zealand game at Eden Park, we're going to get 40,000. It will be the highest grossing game we're going to have all summer. It's going to be sort of like. Um, uh, box office juggernaut for us. We need these sorts of things. So I, I hear that and I get that and I get that they still rate well. But, I mean, the whole ICC Super League thing is a failure. And there, anyone who says that it's not, I like, you get nothing for winning. The only point is to not come outside the top eight. Imagine if they said for the NRL, Menas, trigger you there, we're going to drop the bottom eight. Go. We're going to drop the bottom eight teams and replace them with Queensland Cup teams. So we're going to have a 16-team competition of eight good teams and eight no-good teams. And then all you've got to do is get in the top eight, and that's it. The season ends. <laughs> There's no finals. It's just yeah. you qualify for a distant World Cup that you were always going to qualify for. Um, that's – I just don't get it. So I, Warney's suggestion at one point was with the rise of T20 cricket, cut all 50-over cricket except for the World Cup. I'd add to that maybe the Champions Trophy, and if they could bring in one or two other sort of mini tournaments, I'd be all for that. Yes. Uh, Adam Gilchrist spoke to Jared Waitley and he made a number of comments. One of them was around there being too many insignificant white ball games. And I guess they could fix that by maybe having, you know, just straight qualification into the World Cup for the top eight or ten teams and then make the World Cup bigger and the, the rest of the teams can play it out. Um, 
for their spots. Well, one thing I do like about these games is I think Australia do have to look at playing more games in August, September around the country in hotter climates against some of the smaller nations because we don't play Bangladesh enough, we don't play Zimbabwe enough. But I'm talking about more in test cricket. Um, Julius was just checking the Panther score. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I just so I, I like that creative use of Australia, Australia's climate, the fact that we can play basically all year round. But, um, yeah, I prefer it to be test matches. Plus, if they're going to use that time to clear up some of the schedule, then it comes on to they need to have January free for the top players to play in the... Um, is there a disturbance on the line? Do you want to come in on the link again, Jaleesa? Oh, spring on. Absolutely love it. Hello, everybody that's uh, watching live. Uh, I just saw Doctor Strange um, this afternoon for any Marvel fans out there. I would say one of my, my more favourite um, Marvel franchise movies. I saw the previews for Top Gun Maverick. I mean, surely, Paul, Top Gun was your era, mid-'80s growing up, um, and the new one looks great. I'm not sure if I've ever seen Top Gun from start to finish. Um, I've seen lots of bits and pieces of it when it's been on TV, but I don't think I saw it in the movies in the original time. Like I know all the sort of um, the the storyline and you know Goose and Maverick and um, and all that, but um, I th- maybe I have seen it. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Um, you can't. You know, it's new, hard not. To. The new one looks good. Also saw a preview for the new Jurassic Park film, um, Dominion. Um, I've just watched the first two new ones recently so that looks pretty good i mean they're good in the big screen um feeling pretty well i thought i did well feeling um i saw the preview for thor um are there any movies that aren't kind of franchise movies these days not really i saw operation mincemeat um last weekend which is a great world war ii movie with colin firth and uh, a young ian fleming is a character in the book uh, in the movie sorry um Obviously, the author behind James oh, yeah. Bond. So, but you're right. Mo- it, most of the, most of them don't go to the big screen. The thing that I was worried about with Operation Mincemeat is just that I have a, a sense that in real life it was a successful operation, but it probably didn't achieve. It, you know, it, it wasn't that significant. Um, but I reckon in the movie, in order to make the movie tick, they would have to make it seem more significant than it really was. I think that's that's crystallised my concern about watching it. Yeah, I guess. They make out like uh, storming the beaches in Italy was a turning point in the war. And uh, while it being significant, I'm, I'm not 100% sure that's true. Um, I think more the turning point was probably in Stalingrad um, when the Russians turned the Germans around there. Um, but, yeah, look, what a, what a, what a feel. Delise is back. You have missed movie talk, World War Two talk. It, you missed a lot. I mean, pros. Oh, okay, good. So I haven't actually missed any of the podcast. No. <laughs> no. I, I, all, right. I, I, all right. So continue what on. What I was going to say was. Yes. I was going to say that um, if they are going to play some extra cricket in August and September purely for getting the games in reasons, I would like that to be to then free up January to allow the Big Bash to have the Australian players in there. And I think that, again, it's very disappointing that there's now talk of a South Africa um, one-day series in January, which is going to mean that the Australian players aren't going, to be able, aren't going to be able to play in the Big Bash. And I think that when the Big Bash was first brought in, it was with the intention of it's going to be the domestic players, the top players aren't going to play. And that was fine and it worked, but the world has changed. And I think now, in order to arrest the slide of the Big Bash, the single biggest thing they can do is to say, we're going to get 
from at least from the end of the Sydney Test match onwards, all of the Australian players playing in the Big Bash. And I think it's a massive disappointment that that hasn't occurred. This is exactly what I wanted to talk about. I am this this schedule over the next um, little while is just so bad for the Big Bash. It's quite mm. clearly no, there's not going to be the big name players there, any of them really. And it's just disastrous because you don't seem to be luring international players and you don't seem to be having your best domestic players there. So with failing ratings and failing crowds, why would people go? Absolutely. And since the Big Bash's heyday of four or five years ago, the IPL has got a footprint in Australia now. The cricket fans yeah. are watching it. And you turn on the IPL and it's like superstar, another superstar, another superstar, another yeah. superstar. Oh, here's a domestic Indian player I haven't seen. Oh, he's just got 70 off 20. <laughs> okay, now, yeah. now he's going to become a superstar. And in the and the in the big bash, it's Jonathan Merlo bowling to Jonathan Merlo and he hits the ball and Jonathan Merlo catches it. Now, I don't want to be criticised <laughs> Jonathan Merlo. It's just the first thing. Be you will. Whether it's... Um, you know, Alex Ross or someone else. They're good players, but they're not. You hold deeper. They're not MS wow. Dhoni um, and you know Coley and the ilk. So that, that's a problem. But people are people are no longer going to be satisfied with turning on and watching um, Shield players um, playing in the Big Bash. Well, no well, one would want Coley now. The Shield. So they're not going to watch Shield players in another format, are they? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I think the Shield numbers do great, and um, yeah, I don't want you to talk about Shield like that again. Um, <laughs> we uh, like the shield manners, but the numbers do great. It's, it's we should be a propaganda podcast for the it's shield. What are the numbers, manners? This year, they had a five day final at the MCG, Jaleesa, and they got a hundred thousand all five days. That's um, <laughs> um shocking. <laughs> Half a million. <laughs> but you, apart from the IPL, you talk about the other tournaments. It, it, the Pakistan Super League and, say, the Caribbean Super League that are ahead of Australia, if you look closely, the mm-hmm. standard of their overseas players aren't actually that much different to the Big Bash. It's the fact that they have their best players in there yeah. as well. Exactly. So Adam Gilchrist, in this uh, interview to Jared Waitley on um, Julius's SEN network, um, uh, said the BBL is just not going to improve until uh, the best players compete. And, Judge, can you get Gilly on now that you're with SEN? Can you sort of hobnob your way some of these big names onto our podcast? Sure. Please? Yep. Sure. When we come back? Um, yeah, I'll have a chat to him. Yeah, maybe he can do a spot with We're us one week circles. instead of Waitley. Just tell him, look. He definitely knows who I am. Give Jared <laughs> a rest one week. Come on with us. Um so then, so moving on from those ODIs in um, the, the north of Australia, in September there are three T20s in India. Um, so that's obviously um, just to fill a commitment that, and a good bit of warm-up leading into the T20 World Cup. And then we host the West Indies and England in six T20s in October leading that, into the T20 World Cup. I don't mind that because it's preparation for the World Cup. They're nonsense games, but you need that preparation. So I can, I'm totally on board with those ones because there's a World Cup coming up straight after it. Mm. Uh, Then after the World Cup in October, in November, Australia's hosting England for three ODIs. Um, Again, I think the same criticisms of before, they seem a bit um, 
just a bit random. Um, then in December, January, this is the good stuff, the white, the red ball stuff, the test stuff, well, red and pink ball. We host the West Indies in two tests, and it's incredible. We haven't played them in a test series since, I think, 2015. And then South Africa for three tests. Um, so that'll be the Boxing Day and the New Year's tests. Finally, South Africa, the buffoons, have agreed to come to us when in our big box office rather than saying, oh, no, no, we're starting our own Boxing Day test match, which soon turned into a Boxing Day T20 with a crowd of about four. They're going to come down to the MCG and get about 70,000, which is so, so um, shooting themselves in the foot, having not been down here in the, you know, the premium, you know, you know the fact is that we're the, the big dogs, we're the kings. Um, you've got to, you've got to, you got to do what the big dog says, and that's what we said. Um, you know, if, if if there's something other thing, you know, some sort of rugby union thing, I'm sure South Africa would dictate to us. Actually, they would probably dictate to them that as well. But um, it'll be great to have them at the MCG and the SCG finally for the first time in what is it, 15 years? Yeah, I hope we can exact revenge for that horrible sandpaper gate tour. It's it's time to absolutely <laughs> ice them on our shores like they did for us. I mean, they yeah, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, there'll be a lot at stake there. Then moving from those tests, February, March, this is the big one. Australia go to India for four test matches. Um, so that's box office. Then, then we just roll on to the Ashes Tour. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that series, but we're due in England next June, July. So that's actually a pretty early summer uh, Ashes, oh, yeah. which, which actually makes me, which makes me a bit nervous because it'll be seeming around. Yeah, I'm already planning we're, my holiday. Yeah, we're gonna go, aren't we? We're gonna go. Yeah. Let's, um, um, I want to go back to the um, the what you call it in the um, in Birmingham. What's the the the, the stupid pub? Um, the the walkabout. Walkabout. Yeah. 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 When I, some of the things I saw there last time were amazing. I want to I want to be back there. I want to um, get amongst it. Let's, that was, let's do it. Birmingham was so good. I enjoyed it so much. It's one of my favorite holidays of all time. You don't hear that yeah. about Birmingham too. Well, yeah, I mean, I was there for the 99 World Cup semi-finals, so I have similar fond memories. Um, so, yeah, then, so that's the Ashes early, so we're probably going to lose that one because Anderson and Broad will still destroy us on green tops. And this is where the, the, the schedule gets a bit funky. It's got, um, we're supposed to go to, we're supposed to go to South Africa to play a test series in August. We're also meant to play an ODI World Cup in India in August, so we can't be in two places in once. And then, Paul, you've got here that that test series is going to be scrapped and replaced by white ball games, which I guess will be uh, preparation for the World Cup. Yes, and that is absolutely abysmal. Like that's where um, that, that that shouldn't be allowed to happen. And I understand what that series she- is this. So the series that we had to cancel because of COVID when we were supposed to go to South Africa, uh, the yeah. Test series from a year ago was meant to be played in. Uh, August of 2023, and they've realised that no, nah, we're going to scrap it in favour of some white ball games instead. And there, are, oh, you know, there's yeah, all yeah. there are always reasons for it, but I think this is the sign of Test cricket really starting to be trampled all over. And they're saying, oh, part of part of the reason they're happy to cancel is that, that it would have counted for no points in the World Test Championship because better stop. We're trying to. I'm trying to make a serious point. Stop showing the football I'm done, score. I'm You're done, so done. NRL obsessed. I'm telling you, show that to Jaleesa so she doesn't try and switch screens again and fuck up the recording. I, I just, can I just clarify, 26. when you said that before, I actually wasn't switching screens. I was switching my light to be brighter. Okay, sure. 
Okay, I was just talking about the demise of Test cricket manners. I, mean, I was not, listening. You know, apologies for apologies, yes, apologies for caring. Paul, you go on. <laughs> Thank you. It's just disappointing that they're going to say because there's no World Test Championship points up for grabs, they can easily scrap it. I mean, Test cricket. I, I like the World Test Championship, but Test cricket lasted for 140 years without any World Test Series Championship points up for grabs. This should not be happening. Um, this should. This Test series is going to disappear forever in place of some meaningless white ball games. And it's, it's, you know, it's ridiculous. I can't even get that angry about it. Cause I'm just so not surprised. I think it's just, it's happened and it's going to happen continuously. What what happened to our test against Afghanistan? No, that's never going to happen. Um, uh, uh, that no, but, no, but we should, but like, yeah, it was right. That was meant to be right? rescheduled. Yeah. Yeah. Like We're, again, yeah. we can't so, just scrap it. No, it's done. It's gone. They'll, they'll play it in 2028 or something. Um, I, I, look, I don't disappointing. care. I'm it not is disappointing. Really to accept that. Yeah, it is disappointing. Um, I don't really care about a test series anymore, and they, their fans don't deserve to have us over after what they did last time. But oh, um, mate, 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 calm down. Calm well, down. We're the ones know, who put the sandpaper out of the ball. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. And um, I'm not worried about their fans. I'm worried about the Australian. Test side. No, I'm actually really annoyed. No, I will take issue with the fans, and I just purely on behalf of Candace Warner. Oh yeah, the, 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 don't get me. Oh, yes, of course, but I'm not talking about <laughs> as you troublemaker. <laughs> their, their fans' behaviour was disgraceful, and they should all um, be in, hang their heads in shame. But I'm saying, I, I'm not. I'm not concerned about the fact that this test has been cancelled to deprive them of uh, of of some entertainment. Yeah, I'm saying, I know what it's saying. the it's the slow demise of Test cricket manners if you keep on changing the subjects for serious well, reasons. And uh, I actually do want to, to jump in on that point on the, the, the demise of just not just Test cricket, but I mean, you, you're now going to see see that schedule I spoke about. There's the IPL wedged in there, and there's talk that the, the TV deal next season is even going to be. Um, worth more money. So the Australian players will definitely be going to the IPL in the midst of that hectic schedule. So, yes, yep. they won't be playing the Big Bash, even if they're not playing South Africa. The Warner and um, Cummins will be um, – well, Warner will be in his farm and, and Warner will be at uh, – Cummins will be in his farm, Warner will be at Coogee having a good time. So – because there's so much money in the IPL. Yep, and that's fine. I mean, that's great. The, I, I've got no problem with that. But they've just got to find a way – to protect the best of Test cricket, and I think Australia South Africa is up there with the best of Test cricket. Mm, I, I think though there's a lot at stake. Uh, Dan Bredig had good figures. Um, he put out that in 2015-16, the TV audiences per BBL game were 1.1 million dollars, and last uh, people sorry 1.1 million people per game, and in last summer they were just above half that at 630,000. So this is going to wipe millions of dollars out of the game in the next TV rights deal. That, and that was the summer of, that was 2020, 2021, wasn't it? Like the, there's not those other figures there because I suspect that's dropped again. No, no, that was the last summer, 21, oh, 22. Oh, the I'm summer sorry. before was 735 per yeah. 735,000. The summer before that, 780,000. Someone for that eight hundred and thirty-eight thousand. If you added correlates. the crowd figures to that too, it would be disastrous. Yeah, mm. but I, yes, um, cumulatively, cricket Australia will tell you that um, if you put all the the numbers together, still more people are watching. Um, yeah, like like 
But if you then if you divide them amongst all the games, yeah, don't don't tell that. <laughs> we'll get we'll get. It's axed. not a perfect strategy. I mean, if, right. people, if people just did aggregates, they'd be saying crazy things like Jimmy Anderson's England's best ever bowler, which they all do say. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, all right, ne- next um, next bit of uh, news, the next headline. Um, social media was a buzz, and Jaleesa would know this, but Chrislin was axed by the Brisbane Heat in huge news for the Big Bash. This is as big as it gets. Uh, I-, I wasn't surprised. I thought he was probably um, at the end of his run there, and it was probably time for him to go. There's reports by Ben Horn that he might not even play in the Big Bash next summer. Uh, were you shocked, Jaleesa, when he was given the the shown the door, so to speak? No, had no problem with it. Didn't upset me. I thought he got axed like two years ago from the heat. I um. Wow. No fans have been here. I said I thought he got axed two years ago by the heat. That was it was a joke, but um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> um. Yeah. I uh. No, I wasn't particularly shocked, nor was I outraged, as everyone seemed to be. Like he's at the end. What happens. But they should, they should try to keep him. I mean, if he if he went to Why? somewhere, not no, not not Brisbane, but the Big Bash oh. should try to keep him. Like Why? I'd love to see him because he's entertaining, and his his form hasn't been that bad. Um, his form hasn't been as good as it was. But the last I looked at his numbers, that that was um, he still got a bit. If he went to Adelaide or somewhere and on a flat wicket, he, I reckon he could be um, really good. I'm dangerously close to saying the cliche of like it could be win win, which is. Um, what Gilly said and what everyone's been saying that, you know, uh, Heat will refresh themselves and maybe Lin will refresh himself somewhere else. I think it would be disappointing if that somewhere else was the Bangladesh Premier League rather than the Big Bash because I think he's still um, someone that if he's if he's going off, he's, he's one of the most entertaining players there is. So I guess, Paul, I mean, you'd rather watch Chris Lin than, say, Jonathan Merlot, for example, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Now I just—it's actually an honour to Jonathan because he was the first player that I thought of. So it's actually credit to him. Um, I've done him. If you're listening, Jonathan, you're at the—you know—you're at the forefront of our thoughts. I'm sure if he is listening. If it's a player I'm thinking about, he hit a ball onto like the roof at the SCG one big batch game. It was That's incredible. I'm talking about him, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not a big unit, but he hit it a long way. Um, but with the Chris Lynn thing, and this is actually not a slight on him because he had significant shoulder injuries and he actually probably needed to retire from first-class cricket. But it is actually a cautionary tale to young players that Lynn stepped away from first-class cricket at a, a pretty young age compared to a lot of other cricketers. And his form has suffered and now he's, you know, he didn't play in the IPL the last couple of years. He was in the squads. But I just think it's it's, it's sort of a... I think cricketers should try and stay with first class and red ball cricket for as long as they can uh, and stay in the system because I think when you're you're out, um, you know, your form can drift and you can just lose that little bit of um, X factor that makes you a world beater. He's been out for for a long time, though, and he had a very good period after that. Yeah. Yeah, um, he did, but I just the last few years he hasn't. I think if he was yeah, playing that's more just cricket, to the end of your career. Well, he's only thirty-two. He's thirty-two. That's, he's young. That's, he's, he's uh, not a rugby league player. This is young for cricket now. But Jaleesa does make a good point. Um, your point, I was nodding along to your point, man, is because it sounds plausible. But, but cricket's full of mm. that of points that are unquantifiable that just sound nice. Um, and Jaleesa's called you out on that nicely. Um, 
but um, I sort of agree. I don't think it's true. I just, I just, because for example, if you're having a bad run and you're playing some red ball cricket, you know, you bat for an hour. I afternoon. know, mate. Give, give me numbers. Give me numbers. Don't give me, right. don't give me the sob story. You um, don't want hocus pocus. No hocus want, pocus on this show. I want hard numbers. Facts. So does Julissa. We want facts, man. No magicians. <laughs> I want David facts. You know what I want facts on? Him stepping away from first class cricket to play T20 cricket around the world and the facts about how his uh, wallet looks after that. <laughs> mm. So I don't know. It depends what you're in cricket for, to be well, honest. Uh, yeah, it probably makes more um, playing as a bench player in the IPL than, you know, warming the bench at Redlands up in Brisbane. Um, all right, next. Well, a bit of a sad story here. Um, Jaleesa's good mate Tim Payne has been... Um, not given a contract by Tasmania next summer, so it would appear that his cricket career is over. Why is my good mate? Uh, I just because you hammered him a couple of years ago. You hammered Tim Payne on the podcast a lot. I did hammer Tim Payne. You did. Yeah, I you do didn't like him. Is, you didn't like him. You, you is, didn't like him. Whatever. I do think this is proof that um, hadn't Tim Payne not been captain, he would have been out of the side a very long time ago. Because we never really, I mean, we never thought about him again this summer, did we? Once he was That's out amazing. of the side. I forgot that he ever was in the side. I've never seen a story like it where for about seven days he dominated the news cycle and then on the eighth day he has ceased to exist. Yeah, um, and, and like also the you've dominated the news cycle as the Australian cricket captain and then yeah. all of a sudden it's just like you're, you're at literally no one overnight. It's a, in stunning for an Australian cricket captain to go from that to not even being talked about being around the team. It does really prove that he was in held on for so long because he was the captain. Yeah, because mm. he's a wicket keeper. That's the the emperor is not wearing any clothes. That no one's no one's. Everyone says, "Oh, you have got to pick your best keeper because you don't want him to drop ten dogger and go and get two hundred. Again, the facts don't support that. You pick any old keeper; they're all pretty much the same. If they're all first class standard. Um, you picked them on batting ability, and, and Payne was right there, you know, decent. Um, mid, mid-30s average, um, you could have swapped him for uh, six or seven others, as they kind of did, like Neville and Wade and um, Haddon over the time. They're all roughly the same standard. Uh, and that brought in Carey, and, um, you know, no one's noticed the difference because, you know, the, 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 the specialisation of the wicket-keeping positions um, overstated. <laughs> That's such a sledge. It's yeah, true, um, <laughs> I think Cummins has just seamlessly taken over as well. Um, it's, so it's made it easy. And if if, if Cummins had been ordinary all summer as skipper, maybe we'd be talking about it more. Really, really, it was the. It's so funny how this worked out because it was really the perfect thing that could have happened for Cricket Australia because you were seamlessly able to bring in Cummins with such a good excuse, and not really have too much debate over when he was going to take over or who right. was going to be, blah, blah, blah. You were forced into a decision that worked out brilliantly. It's like the scandal that had the biggest well, silver lining ever. Mm, I, I think if, if you're going to call me out on my chrysalid, I'm going to call you out on that. I don't think Cricket Australia wanted uh, Tim Payne's dick pics to come out. Never said the they reason did. he was moved <laughs> on. No, you did. did. You did. You did. That's no, way worse than what I, I said about chrysalid. Way that. worse. And I never said it was a good thing for Cricket Australia, and it is still not a good thing Check for tape, Cricket listeners. Australia or for their image or for a lot of things that we could go into. But in terms of the scandal scale and what's come mm-hmm. out of it, it kind of did mm-hmm. lay the bed for a perfect, seamless bring 
Pat Cummins your middle, in. Your middle stump is out of the ground. Jaleesa. No, man. Jaleesa's put the right. Bat under the, the, put under the bat under the arm and walk off. No, no, no. Um, Jaleesa did not say what you said she did. I could no. see how sort of you might have thought that. But, yeah, talk. go back, check the tape. She didn't say it. She went close to yeah, saying right. it, but she didn't say it. Thank you, Paul. I've really missed we'll let, you. We'll <laughs> let the listeners decide. Um, okay. Uh, Brendan McCullum, BMAC, Baz, he's the England test coach. Didn't see that one good. coming. Yeah. yeah, I reckon he'll do a good job. I don't know why I think that, but I just think I think he was a really good captain in terms of he seemed to get the best out of the players by making them relaxed. And I look at someone like Josh Butler, who when he's been in the England Test side has sort of batted with a bit of handcuffs on. I reckon if you rewound two years ago, if McCullum had been coach, he would have brought him in and said, listen, mate, um, go out there, play a natural game, have fun. If you get two ducks in a row, three ducks in a row, I trust you. I know that one day it'll click. And he would have gone out there and started cracking a few... Um, big scores in red ball cricket what he as as he does in white ball cricket so oh, i think it's really good and intro i saw jim maxwell jim maxwell was excited beyond belief about it. he's saying <laughs> it's the most um exciting coaching appointment england's made in 140 years um so it's mm-hmm. um you know him and ben stokes as the sort of captain and coach and captain yeah i think it's pretty cool yeah we haven't spoken about stokes either i'm disappointed we're not going to see langer coach england against us in the ashes I'm actually probably dodged the bullet there. I've dodged the bullet there. I've dodged because I was happy to go for England if um, Langer took the job. So uh, what? Yeah, why? Why? For. So what kind of payroll are you on? And I who? And how do I? I'm on Langer's. It? I'm on JL's personal payroll. How do I you get take on it, it to a next level, mate? Like we always, you, we always knew you were crazy for it, but you, you, your loyalty to Justin Langer exceeds your loyalty to Australia. If Justin Langer invaded Australia, you'd fight with Justin yeah, Langer absolutely. and attack Australia. Yeah. <laughs> I'm my only living WA. Um, I love so, how mad you've gotten in the few months that you've gone even you've gotten worse. Okay, so I, I like the Brendan McCullum appointment. Uh, it's interesting that England is splitting the roles because Australia have resisted that. Andrew McDonald um, was talking to Whiteley and um, Jaleesa's associate at SEN, and um, he was saying that the problem with that is. He's worried that if you split the roles, there'll be a fight over the best players because it's As you, you know like be. no, but like if 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 like if you there's a white ball and a red ball coach, then if you're the white ball coach, you're saying, well, I don't want Pat Cummins resting from these T20s because if we lose three in a row, I could get sacked. Um, so yeah, that's what I the Australians that. are worried right. about. Let's but, bring a bit of fight. Yes, a bit of Game of Thrones stuff in English matches. cricket. That's, that's what, what Australian we want. Needs. Yep. Yeah. No, I I. Agree. I, I I want that. I really desperately want them to split these roles because I really want them to be treated like different sports. I want a coach that's there going to fight and go, no, no, you have to play white ball. And then the white ball gets more interesting. And then we get white ball specialists and we get T20 specialists. And we suddenly like, it might be a bit murky for a couple of years, but then you settle on who's who. And no, I want, I want the conflict there because then it'll make better sides. I I don't care. I think that um <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I think I see both sides of it and I just think I think either can work. I think it's um I don't think it's as big a deal as people make out. The schedule is not I, I looking at that schedule, okay, so players are resting because there's too too much cricket jammed into a schedule. Your coach needs to be resting. So why not have someone that takes over the other format? Like you co- like that is huge. This schedule in the next couple of years is 
huge for the players, but also the coaching staff. They're not going to be able to possibly participate in all of that. Mm, no, so exhausting rest. looking at clipboards and, yeah. and stuff. They're all very funny minutes. They'll have, um, then McDonald will sit out some of those tours and he'll, you know, delegate to the oh, second in charge. Oh, yeah. He'll have to, mm. particularly with all the travel involved. He'll have to sit it out. So then I just think, like, give it to someone else. It yeah, went, I, so, what, so what? the way that I take that is, no, I don't want to split up these roles because I'm protecting my test team, my, my ownership over my test team. I don't want anyone to challenge taking those players away or telling me when I can play those. That doesn't seem like a, you know, I don't know. I don't like that strategy. Yeah, but no, but like he would argue that he's um, looking at it from both test and one day, that he could mm. say, I want the best for the national side across the three formats. That's what he would argue. Yeah, yeah, but then when it comes down to it, what wins out, really? Well, if you're tests might both, win out, but that's because that's Australia's, that's the that's culturally what wins out. Yeah, that's, absolutely. Um, and I've got, I, I, but he could do that with having another coach take care of, of everything. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's well, that's what that's what McDonald's going to do. You know, he's the head coach, and he he's going to delegate certain tours to his assistants. Um, uh, interesting that the white ball coach for England hasn't been announced yet, and Australia's women co- women's coach Matthew Mott has been. Um, there's rumours swirling around that he might be given the job. That would be two big appointments if uh, McCullum and Mott took over England. Just given what he's done with the the women's side, I desperately hope that's not true. Mm. Yep. Um, next, a bit of news. Uh, Paul, you put down that Seb Gotch, the wicketkeeper from Victoria, is pulling up stumps. He's got a persistent finger injury. Yeah, I just saw that and thought it was a bit sad because we got to commentate on him scoring a century a couple of years ago. Um, they then featured your call of it um, on Waitley, didn't they, Menas? When he, um, they did, yep. Waitley interviewed Gotch. And that interview with Gotch, he sounded like a really nice guy, smart guy, and, ah, you know, just... Um, it's a bit of a sad thing at 28 to have a persistent finger injury. You'd have to give it up. And just, you know, um, a little bit, a little, little bit um, sad. Yeah, I um, went back and looked at the highlights of um, my commentary. I mean, got as you do every night. Um, I mean, got you. <laughs> what a shock! And did, didn't Paul just say you both commentated on him? Yeah, but Menace was doing the ball by ball, so they didn't. Um, they they. He did I got the, oh, that's the 100 for Gotch. You know, they, they missed a bit when I probably came in and said, yeah, it's a really important innings, um, you know, right. 10 seconds later. That bit was cut out. But uh, we were both, yeah, we are both there, and it was great fun um, watching it happen. And I think Menas has now listened to his own commentary 700 times, so he's um, once every day since. He yeah. goes to sleep to it. I do, yeah, yeah. That's why did you're you an insomniac. You're too excited. <laughs> uh, what other bits of news are there? Well, two bits of, well, uh, well, we'll get with the the sad news out of the way. Uh, Graham Thorpe, the England batter who was out here coaching England during the Ashes, is seriously ill in hospital. Paul, Paul have you heard anything else today about no? Uh, I looked Graham up Thorpe's health. As far, as far as I could see, the all, all the updates are from three days ago when they just said his prognosis was unknown. It's a serious situation, and everyone sends their best wishes. So it's a yeah. Um, uh, hope he's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's been a tough time for cricketers in their 50s uh, lately. And uh, Ryan Campbell, thankfully, has bounced back since our last show. He's made yeah. a stunning recovery. He spoke yeah, to that's good. Chris on Jaleesa's SEN um, last week. Um, 
at length and he sounded great so some good news i love how you now call it my SEN, like i own the whole station <laughs> uh moving on uh sean marsh is signed on for a 23rd first class season with western australia paul uh, i was 22 when sean marsh started playing uh, first class cricket i remember i was in my mid-20s and i said to somebody he's going to score seven thousand test runs or some stupid thing and he hasn't come close wait so what year was that well, 1999, I guess, 23 years wow. ago. Wow. wasn't even born. Um, I mean, we had Jeff Marsh and now we've had Sean and Mitch. Surely Sean's son will be around soon. I think we're. this is always going to be a Marsh in the Australian setup. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the grandkids coming through? Well, I think yeah. they are. I mean, you know, probably are. They're probably pretty good. Um, so anyway... Um, I was interested in um, New South Wales news. It's not big news, but Harry Conway, who's been on this show, is a bit of a character. He's actually left New South Wales and he's going to play for South Australia next year, um, as well as Ben Menenti's gone with him from the Sixers. Well, yeah, from the Sixers. I hope that he's gone because he wants to go and get regular certainty of first-class cricket. I hope New South Wales haven't sort of tapped him on the shoulder and said, we're going to look at younger bowlers in favour of you because... <clears throat> If it's the former, then I think that's great because it'll strengthen South Australia. He will then get regular. I mean, he's getting regular first-class cricket except when the Test players are there. And even when the Test players aren't there, New South Wales is so strong, it's a hard side to break into. But he could straight away become just about South Australia's best bowler. He's a decent bowler. So uh, on, mm. as long as they haven't – what I don't like is when they say, you know, we're going for younger players – at the expense of older players purely because they're younger. Um, I, yeah. I want them to, uh, you know, what they did with O'Keefe, getting rid of him annoys the hell out of me. But, um, oh, you know, on the face of it, I think that's probably a good outcome for the Sheffield Shield. It's actually the opposite of what Paul's saying. I think Trent Copeland, he's going to play one more year, and I, I think he was sort of on the fence about that. And Chris Tremaine was the player of the summer, so he needs to sort of take that new ball. He bowled superbly in that final shield match. So I think, you know, with Copeland and Tremaine there, with the test bowlers, with Sean Abbott, I, I think Conway just saw the writing on the wall. And yeah, and that's left. good. Yeah. As long as I haven't said, you know, go. If, if, yeah. if he's done the smart thing, then, I, you know, I'm surprised he hasn't gone to New Zealand and qualified because he's got New Zealand um, uh, resident. I mean, right, I know it's, yeah. hard to, it's a hard side to break into because they've got those really four or five really solid bowlers, but he's up there. He'd be, he'd be okay at test level. Beauty. Um, all right, let's move on to the Australians overseas. And as much as I say I want to take a break from this podcast, I have been watching county cricket uh, at night on YouTube. Last night I was watching James yeah. Pat watching yeah, James Pattinson was on fire for I think North I think he's playing for North Hans. Um, but don't quote me on that this summer. Uh, yeah, and he was playing at Lord's um against Middlesex. Hanscom was Hanscom was playing for Middlesex and Pattinson looked on fire. I think he took four wickets in the end and he was getting the knots. ball to... He's not for knots. Okay, Nottinghamshire. Um, uh, so, yeah, Pattinson in good form. Um, but uh, who else in the county game's doing well? Um, Marcus Harris, Harris. Has, um, yeah. got a few runs, averaging 55. Renshaw averaging 48. Um, Peter Siddle um, he's taken 14 wickets at 15.6. Steckity averaging 48, um, not so good. Labashane averaging 47. Hanscom only averaging 28. 
Yeah, have uh, Nisa, the wickets have started to flatten out a bit. Nisa's going okay. 14 wickets at 25.6. Um, so some pretty solid performances there. Harris probably the standout, um, which will stand him in good stead <coughs> for the Ashes Tour next year. In the IPL, standout player for Australia is David Warner, 427 runs at an average of 61, a strike rate of 153. Uh, his Delhi Capitals are there or thereabouts for the finals, but, boy, he's made Sunrise's um, treatment of him look pretty foolish. Yeah, I mean, it Hazel always was foolish. got absolutely belted. Yeah, so the, he went for none for 64 last night, which is the yeah. most expensive figures in RCV history. Wow, because up till then, um, he'd been going at an economy rate of only 6.8, so he'd been elite. Mm. But that's <laughs> I haven't readjusted the figures, but that'll make a mess of them. Uh, have you two been watching any of the IPL? Um, not live. I've sort of been catching up on it. Um, and partially, that partially is because of um, just having been, um, like I said before, just a little bit um, sick with COVID, post-COVID. Um, I've valued my sleep a little more, more than I have in the past because um, normally I would just go and go and, uh, just get a couple of hours sleep, but I'm very conscious not to do that at the moment. So I haven't actually been watching a lot of it live. I've mostly had to catch up the next day and not on full matches, just highlights really. The highlights are so good now um, that those yeah. minis that they have. of The minis are much, fantastic. You feel like you're actually watching the game and you it just wonder takes why. Out all the, especially in cricket, it just takes out all those like slow bits. But you wonder why you look at old highlights where they'd show, you know, a decent cover drive and then they'd show three replays of the same cover drive. And they, yeah. You know, um, these ones where they're fast and furious and it's kind of like um, they're, they're pretty good. Um, yeah, for the first time, in a, I've been getting more and more into the IPL each, IPL each year and I just made the decision this year. I'm so busy with other things. Um, I'm giving it a rest. But I've been looking at the um, the figures and Finch is still struggling. Um, 86 runs at 17. Um Mitchell Marsh is going okay. Maxwell must be infuriating as always. His strike rate is 168 and averaging 24, which is pretty good. But you just think, God, he could dial that strike rate back a bit and um, do so much well. But he's, he's bowling all right as well. He's averaging – he's got an economy rate of 6.86 with his bowling. So, geez, he's a cricketer, Maxwell. Um, should be in the test side. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've been watching bits and pieces of it. Like you, I love the KO minis. Uh, the big, the big two big teams, Delhi and Mumbai, have really struggled this year, which has been quite uh, surprising. Um, yeah, it's it's there's no early game tonight, which was disappointing, but very good tournament this year. Uh, and the, the finals, I think, are going to be played pretty soon. It's um, getting to the pointy end of the tournament. Um, all right. Now we have uh, listener questions. Uh, I think that's all the news, isn't it, Paul? Have I missed anything? Uh, no, that's all. Um, and just before we get into listener questions, just for those listening on the podcast feed, I've been uh, churning out um, a lot of Menas Masterclass interviews uh, releasing on this feed over the last few weeks. There's a few more to come. Great one coming with Robert Craddock soon. Um, so they're coming out every Monday. Bit of, um, yeah, a bit of bonus content. So Actually, speak. while we are in the hiatus, um, I, I might release some of my um, history podcasts onto the main feed as well. So, yeah, uh, although you might not be getting any live shows, um, I, I've really enjoyed doing those history ones. I put a lot of research into them, which wasn't work because I was just doing it anyway. Um, and I think they're pretty good. Uh, so, I think you'll enjoy them if you oh. like um, a bit of history. 
Good job. All right. All right. We'll start with the questions from Twitter. Anyone watching live, put them in the YouTube comments. Um, so this first one's more, uh, more a comment from Martin Lawrence. Hello, Andrew and Paul and Jaleesa, I guess. I hope that Oz Cricket Pod isn't coming to an end. I hope you know that I have loved talking to you both and Jaleesa over the years. You are all awesome, and Jaleesa has now become a very good friend of mine. I'd be sad to see you go. Um, no, we're not going, are we? No, we're not going anywhere. Just, oh. just... Just taking a break. I'm burnt out. Giving me a heart attack. Um, I need a refresher. We're just, yeah, we're just resting our best bowlers. Yeah, Um, we're going to come back bigger and better. Um, uh, Yeah. This is from Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20, uh, Jaleesa. Um, uh, The question is, when is Jaleesa returning to Twitter? Never. Okay. (laughs) Um, Thoughts on Brendan McCullum's? You can find me on Instagram. (laughs) And we've, uh, we've answered that one on Brendan McCullum's. McCullum. Um, let's see if there's any more questions. Oh, yeah. Okay. Aaron, how far away do you think the Sangers are from representative honours? Uh, the spin cupboard is pretty bare. Tanvir might fan, find himself heading to India with a strong shield BBL campaign this summer. Um, I'll just go quickly. Um, I think Jason Sangers made leaps and bounds last summer. So I hope if he continues that rise next year, then I think we'll see uh, him start to transition into international cricket. He's an impressive young man. I've got a lot of time for him. We've mended our fences. Um, (laughs) And Tanvi Sanger, actually watching him in that last Shield game, I I think he's a bit rawer than we think. I think he he could get found out in India. so, um, yeah, I, I think they're, they're both certainly close but need a bit of work. Um, oh, I was just about to get Jason Sanger's figures up from last year. Um, just talk amongst yourselves for a second. I just wanted to check that. Okay. Um, next question was from VJ. What's your take on the performance of the Aussies in the IPL? I would say a mixed bag. Yeah. David Warner's of. It always is a funny mixed bag, isn't it? It's the players sometimes that you expect to do really well. I don't know. The IPL just throws up everything. Mm. Daniel Sams and Tim David, both playing for Mumbai, have shown glimpses of uh, taking that sort of tournament by storm. Daniel Sams started a bit all over the place, but it sort of got better um, in a tough, tough season for them. Do you think Tim David's lived up to his price tag? Absolutely. He should the, the worst thing Mumbai did was dropping him from that team. They should mm-hmm. have stuck with him. They might be in finals contention. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a monster. I, I still think he's half a chance of forcing his way into our T20 side for the World Cup. He's literally the first player I'd pick in our side. Yeah. Ahead of right. every other player. Even Glenn Maxwell? Even Glenn Maxwell. He is the best wow. T20 player Australia wow. has. He is absolutely, if he's not in the um, Australian World Cup side, the selectors should hang their heads in shame. He's an absolute, his figures are just absolutely extraordinary. He averages 34 in T20 cricket at a strike rate of 161. That's no one in the world does that. Um, and wherever he goes, um, um, he goes, well, I, I, I've, um, yeah, he got a 44 not out um, and a 20 not out and a 16 not out. Um, he's got a fair few not outs there. Um, he hasn't done too badly, I don't think, in the, um, in this T20, in this um, IPL. Um, no, not at all. Limited chances. Yeah. 
70, 80, 90, he's only he's only been out a few times. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think he's an absolute superstar, especially in Australian conditions. All right, next um, question. Back to Sanger. Um, yes. Uh, he's only young, so you, you know you, you can still Which see. Um, I'm talking about Jason here, um, but yeah, he did have a better season last season, but it's still not. Um, you know, um, 504 runs at an average of 39 is solid. Um, it's uh, showing that he's definitely kind of a um, good enough to be in the shield. It's not knocking on the door of um, test matches. Um, you know, his, his averages in summers before that have kind of been in the, the 20s and, and whatever. So it's an improvement and he's young, so it could still continue. But uh, I'm a bit sceptical at this stage, I must say. I always find that question of answering when someone's kind of going to get forced their way into a team impossible to answer because at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter how well you're playing. You have to have, to have someone else playing badly. That's true. But also I think that there are some players that, um, like when Ponting was coming through, that there was just this feeling of inevitability that he was going to play for Australia because he was so good. I don't know that's, um, you know, not many players are as good as him. But if Sanger had been, you know, I was looking there, if, he, if he'd been averaging 60 this summer, then I'd be saying, yeah, he's definitely someone knocking at the door. But averaging in the high 30s, uh, it's good development. And if it continues to improve, maybe. But at this stage, I'm yet to be convinced. But as I said, he's only 22. Mm. He scored over 400 runs in the big bash when a lot of senior players went down. So I just like where the where he's headed um, yeah, developmentally. Tra- trajectory is good. All right, Twitter comment questions. Alexi, I'd have Tim David over Steve Smith in the T20 side. Well, So Paul, would I. And I you know me, that I love Steve Smith more than life itself, but I would have um, Tim David ahead of him, yes. Chris Stone, uh, Paul, the Bill O'Reilly series was superb. It was Paul. Chris, thank you so much. And the fourth one is all but done, and it has been all but done for weeks. And I just want to – I want it to be good. I just haven't had the time to do the final edit. I know that is unacceptable, and I'm sorry. Um, but, yes, it's it's ready to go. It will, it will come soon, I promise you. Chris Stone, again, I get the impression that Rob Key, who's the new head of English cricket, will mediate between the red and white ball England coaches and dictate which perform format is the current priority. Um, Martin Lawrence, j- this is to you, Jaleesa. Did you know Menes is the number one member of the JL fan club? I yes. Am. He loves JL more than JL loves JL. <laughs> JL's LinkedIn is the best thing, honestly. I just live for I JL's will, LinkedIn. I will give you that. That is <laughs> it's superb content on LinkedIn. I don't actually have a LinkedIn, so I have to just view it like in the public way. So I don't actually really know how LinkedIn works. But having seen many people's LinkedIns that are horribly boring, I like, I like what he does. Mm. Uh, I agree. I mean, my LinkedIn, I think I wrote my LinkedIn one night when I was drunk or something and I was too, I couldn't bring myself to do it sober and my LinkedIn's abysmal. My favourite part about LinkedIn, I know this is on a bit of a tangent, but I find LinkedIn just a very fascinating place. My favourite part about LinkedIn is when people start talking about themselves in third person as if they didn't write it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Jaleesa is a very accomplished sports broadcaster. I'm like, you've written this. Like... You see that with kind of um, C-grade celebrities on Wikipedia as well. Yes. You read yeah, it and you, you think, do. that's yeah, 100%. You can always tell the ones that have written their own Wikipedias. I know. 
I, I don't have my own Wikipedia page. I'm shocked. Oh that God. seems like what something I written honestly for, would do. What have I written for? I'm sure oh, yeah. that you... I can't believe okay. that not only you have your... I would have thought you have a, a, a Wikipedia page in other languages, Menas, as well. Yeah, no, I've, I've actually updated mine. It says director, founder of Piccolo Podcasts and Podchair, cricket commentator, broadcaster, podcaster, and award-nominated podcast producer. But it should does say award-winning bl- podcast producer. Does so your blurb... Have to change um, that. Do you have a little blurb there, Menas, that you've written? And I want you to read it. No, I just read it. That was it. Oh, that's not it. So it's not my, like oh, Andrew Menzel is a... No, no. No, I'm uh, not that silly. A passionate, no, no. multifaceted li- yeah. liaison, uh, <laughs> residual remedial liaison officer with such and such. Yeah. No, <laughs> we, words. we got a bit bored at work during lockdown and we edited Matt Burke, uh, the Wallab- Wallabies, uh, ex-Wallabies player who I work with at Channel 10. We started editing his Wikipedia. Problem with that is there's another Matt Burke that also played for the Wallabies. <laughs> Really? Oh, so you edited the wrong one? We edited the wrong one. We sent it to Berkey and he goes, you idiots, you've changed the wrong Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> so apologies to the Matt Burke that we have. You should start your own Wikipedia, Jaleesa. You could really harvard his, his yeah. Wikipedia. Uh, to a couple of people who picked this up, when I said John John Merler hit the roof of the Bill O'Reilly stand, it was actually John O'Well. So I got those two players mixed up. That's never happened before. Um, uh, Chris Stone, Menes is having far too much fun annoying Paul Dennett. <laughs> Honestly, after calling, calling him up for football, I've been scared ever since then. So, um, What did you do? When I called Paul out for using um, soccer instead soccer of football. Instead of football. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, here's a comp comment from Ray. Cummins doesn't deserve a T20 spot for the World Cup. He's a fantastic test bowler, but T20 is different. I mean, he got sold for like three million bucks at the IPL. He must be okay. It's not the worst discussion to have, though. Yeah. I'm not saying I agree with Ray, but I agree that. I don't think that his spot should always be a lock because he's, um, especially with the T20 World Cup in Australia, I think we should go overs on spin, as I've said before. Um, the one thing, another thing in Cummins' favour is his batting has improved. Like, you know, that, what was that game in the in the um, IPL? We got a 50 of about eight balls. Um, yeah, I, I'd still have him in the squad, but I'd um, I'd have a question mark over him a little bit. Here's a Here's a hypothetical for you. Steve Smith out of the T20, which is realistic, and then Pat Cummins out. Who's captain? Yeah. Aaron Finch. Oof. Yeah, Aaron Finch, <laughs> if he's still there. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Um, We wouldn't have Finch as the captain I either. I just um, a complete brain fade. I forget that Aaron Finch is still in our side because he shouldn't have been there for <laughs> yep. Yeah. Good. Just Jaleesa savaging another's train skipper. I wish, you were this, I wish you were this hard hitting on SEN. That's what you should do. Um, I am. You don't listen don't, to me, clearly. Because it's, it's all NRL. So I just yeah. listen to the opening with you and Sock and then I flick over. Yeah, Sock and I have some great takes. Sock says Sock keeps joking, by the way, that he hasn't done his uh his sixes contract. Um so I, I yeah, hope but, that Sock is there next year. I'm gonna go work and I told him I'll be his agent. Yeah, well, the, you know, they've got to pony up the cash at the Sixers if they want his wily um, left-arm orthodox, that's for sure. Um, all right, so that was all the questions. Well, we've banged through them all, running an hour and 15 minutes in. Um, just want to read this review, five stars. So we love this from Brentos. It says, great comedy show, 
love this show. It's the ultimate armchair critic podcast. Fantastic review. Thank you for that review. Um, Thank you very much. On to what? On to the next one. On to the next one. On to can't let it go. Then it goes. They get nothing right between (laughs) Mena's ridiculous predictions. Where's the lie? And Paul's absurd team collection, team selections, you get a good cricket debate as well as a laugh. Now, I just want to point out, when have I been wrong? Stray can't win the T20 World Cup. Bang. Did we? <laughs> England will be competitive in the Ashes. Were they? Pakistan will win 3-0. Well, you all know what happened in those series. So, Brentos, I think you owe me the apology. <laughs> and also on that front... I remember one of my earliest appearances on this show back before the 2016 Australia tour of Sri Lanka, I tipped Australia 3-0 and they lost 3-0. Um, so, yeah, um, that was disappointing. You, you had I a few shockers in between then, um, though. In the last six years, you've had a few mistakes since then, I still then, think Manners and I thinking that Australia might even not make it through to the group stage of the World Cup might be our worst take on cricket. <laughs> Ever. I think England being competitive is our worst take. I still regret Oh, I was, yeah. I was guilty <laughs> on that one as well. And, yeah, I, I, and I was guilty I, on it in 2017-18 too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into Can't Let It Go. You know what it is, that little bit of cricket news that you just can't let through to Alex Carey, the current test wicketkeeper. Um, Jaleesa, do you have something? Uh, no, I was just going to rant and rave about the um, the broadcast, the BBL, and um, the all the scheduling, which I feel mm. like I've already ranted and raved about that, and I feel a lot okay. more feel like I've been through therapy. Great. Well, um, what do you think about then that the Women's National Cricket League has been expanded from ten rounds per team to a full home and away twelve round competition, meaning uh, players will get extra games and. Uh, match payments totaling $7,000 per player extra. Brilliant. What's not there not to love? Yeah, good. That's my can't let it go. And also Travis Head. Did anyone see this on Instagram? Travis I saw Head. it when you sent it to me. Yeah, me too. That's right. Yeah, tra- uh, Travis Head and his um, partner were leaving the the Maldives and they're, they're, you know, I don't know if you, have you two ever been on a small plane? Like I did once to like, yep. yeah. Lord, you get on them and you just like, oh my God, you think you're going to die. And um, their engine sort of stopped working and they lost altitude. So you can imagine, like, you're on one of those planes in the middle of the, the ocean. And, I mean, it would have been frightening. Mm. Yeah. As Bill Bryson said, the problem is the story of a near plane crash is, doesn't quite have the same cachet of a story of an actual plane crash. Like, if, if Travis Head had been killed in it, this would yeah. be a really good story for Yeah, and they didn't really crash. <laughs> it went. It, it didn't that... <laughs> you guys are so mean. Like, and, oh, I'm sorry, and, man. It, and then they were locked in a room without water. With that, you know, no, see, no. Okay, this is how this is how messed up my brain. Oh, yeah, is. claustrophobia. Here we go. Because I, yeah, I'm so claustrophobic that that was the part of the story that where I started to get like my heart was. When when they started mentioning being locked in, oh, I can feel it now. It's ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, when they started mentioning locked in a room, I, yeah. I I'm so my brain is so wired, so messed up that I think I'd rather my plane <laughs> be crashing than that. Have to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess Paul Maxi would have been more of a chance to play um, oh, had it gone the other no. way. Bad uh, You guys think well, about what you just said. 
That was really um, naughty. <laughs> no, that was really yeah. naughty. This was a scary situation. We yeah, should stop. But, you know, and I, I, my love for Maxwell doesn't approach your love for Justin Langer. You know, I, I like him as a cricketer. I don't want, I don't actually want people to die for him to get in the side. <laughs> what has happened? We know. I'm glad we're taking a break from this podcast before we're like forced off. Now, Paul, what is your can't let it go? I like the fact that Sanjay Mandraka is uh, angry at the Bales because I'm angry at the Bales as well. <laughs> but there's been so many instances in the last couple of years of the ball hitting the stumps and the Bales not falling off. And the point is the Bales were put on 200 years ago because people had no way of knowing sometimes if the ball had just deflected. And so it's a good idea. I don't quite agree with his solution. His solution is remove the Bales and then if the ball hits the stumps, just use the lighting up or the sensors. I'm saying, yes, do that, but keep the bales on. They're aesthetically pleasing, but just change the law so it's no longer – the bales no longer have to – it could be like the um, corner post in rugby league, kept there for aesthetic reasons but no longer actually used. But the the ball hits the stumps if the technology shows that it has hit the stump. And that can also shut up people who say, oh, you've got to have um, a bit of doubt around the, um, the ball just clipping on Hawkeye because what happens if the ball would have hit the stumps and the bales – weren't to have fallen off. That's not what they brought in for. They weren't brought in to have a barrier to bold. They were brought in to confirm bold in a, a in a less technically uh, gifted era. Now they're no longer needed. Keep them there for aesthetic reasons. And at the top level, the ball will be the battle will be out if the ball hits the stumps, regardless of whether the bales fall off. I Silence. I take. To, I don't want change. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. No, I, I agree with you, Paul. If they light up, that should be enough. Yep. No. And they More technolo- use- no, because that's another little bit of technology, and I, I hate love it. it. You know what? The I one thing it. I hate. What do I hate? I hate small spaces, and the second thing I hate is technology. I love it. Oh, you know what I want? I want cricket to be DRS with the occasional ball hitting bat. No, well, I, I, I'm still in favour of robot umpires, and I'm sticking to that. I um, hate me too. I love it. All yeah. technology, get rid of it. The one thing I've said: when they bring in robot umpires, I want to be the one that gets to tell the umpires that they're out of work. <laughs> you deliver the bad news. I, I do not get- endorse this. <laughs> well, that's it for Can't Let It Go. Um, yeah, and anything else you want to talk about um, before we wrap this baby up? Mm, um, well, first of all, can I just say, and this is the most belated happy birthday ever to one of our loyal listeners, but I haven't been on the podcast since he turned 60, which is Robert Fairhead. You're kidding. Happy birthday, Robert. Happy birthday, Robert. Yeah. So I saw him um, put tweet up and he had like a awesome like um, swan's cake. And I just think he's been such a supporter of ours that it's a big milestone. So happy birthday. Um, Happy birthday. And the other thing is when are we coming back? I think we should... I think we should talk about this on air. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we should too. So, um, well, I was saying to Paul, I'm launching a website called Podshare, which is for smaller podcasts to connect with advertisers. And that's sort of going live in the next week or so. So I'm going to have my this head down with mm. this new project. So if you're a podcaster out there, um, hit me up, but it's podshare.com.au. So that's uh, sort of going to keep me sort of um, occupied along with all the other shit I've got to deal with. And then I've got a two-week holiday in early July heading to the USA. Um, just to, I just got to clear the head. I feel like the last two years has, has finally got to me, all the COVID ups and downs, and it's just... Um, are you going yeah, alone or, like, you ta- or are you taking the family? No, I'm going by myself. Men is on the road. Going by two myself. Two weeks at Fenway Park? 
I'd be based around Boston. Um, got a few things happening, going to see a show. Maybe, yeah, just just going to have a good time. Mm. See some friends. Um, so that's July for two weeks. And then I come back and that's when we'll kick things off again. Sometimes sort of August, so around, I guess. So basically around two months. Yeah. And I think that's perfect because I know, Jaleesa, you, I mean, you, you nose down with the NRL, uh, SEN, uh, you know, they're hammering you. Plus, you know, you you just you just all over the place. Channel Ten, so this is perfect. Come back in, sort of heading into the World Cup. Yeah, be good. Yeah, cool. Um, yes, and in the meantime, I will get my uh, history pods up, so you'll still have a bit of stuff coming up from Cricket Unfiltered as well. Yeah, and I've got a few more of those interviews. Um, there's, there's great ones there if you haven't listened to them. So. Yeah, I think it's good um, just to clear the head a bit. You know, we, I don't know if you two ever get that where you just, you know, you just feel like you, I don't know, a bit stale, a bit stale. <laughs> Did you say constantly, Jaleesa? Yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I didn't know there was another state of being. <laughs> um, what do you mean this is not? I can actually change this. Um, and, and, yeah, I mean, I, I've, always, I've always enjoyed talking to you two. Um you know, as I, when we were tw- messaging when we couldn't record a cricket podcast and we were venting about Elon Musk, um, yeah, I'd be happy just to get to chat to you guys every now and then, not about cricket, <laughs> but no one would want to listen to that. <laughs> yeah, we can just talk about my unhinged feelings towards Elon Musk. Yeah, what was the other hot button issue we were getting into? Oh, in God, the I don't know. Let's not go through the text on air. Okay. <laughs> um, Let's wrap this up. All right. Uh, well, but, 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 you know, we, we had a huge summer, um, you know, I mean, my last cricket commentary was in April. That's, it just felt like a long summer. Yeah, it yeah. was very um, long. Yeah. And you were doing a lot of commentary too in those really tough times where everyone had COVID and you couldn't really mm, do much else. And yeah. yeah, I had COVID and was back commentating basically two, two days after I was testing yes. positive. I mean, yep. you know, hero, hero, some heroes wear cape, capes, you know, others. Some heroes kick off new kick off new COVID clusters. <laughs> yeah, some, some commentators, you know, make it to first grade. Uh, but, yeah, then I've got, a, you know, I've got some interviews leading into next summer and um, so it's going to be lots happening. Um, but, look, thanks, everybody, for listening. Paul, uh, speak to you soon. Jaleesa, well, I'll be listening and seeing you everywhere, um, but we'll catch up soon. Any See everyone. To listeners? Have Any a great what? couple of months. Any, Any messages mess- for the listeners? Oh, no, just stay safe, everyone, and um, you can connect with us on our socials. Mine are only Instagram, but I do reply to everyone's DMs, and I like talking to people. Beautiful. Have a great couple of months, everyone. See ya. Bye-bye. On Florida's Space Coast, we think you can have the best of both worlds, kind of like right now, driving at your desk. Maybe at the gym, but you're also grooving to some music. Visit us and you'll go to the beach and see a rocket launch. Or go kayaking and manatee spotting. It's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at visitspacecoast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.